Welcome everyone to the Synthetic Logic Podcast. I am Mike Murders, and with me in the studio, yeah. live. Oh God, listen to those pipes. <laughs> listen how they sound. We're in, <laughs> when they're in the same proximity, yep. it's an amazing thing. We got Nikos in the studio, and we had to have him in the studio because we have very, very important things to talk yes. about, like the Super Mario. 35th anniversary, Nikos got on a plane just to talk about that. Yep. Well, he's doing other things, too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. but not only are we talking about the Super Mario 35th anniversary, we are also talking about our top three action flicks from the 1980s. Yeah. And people, it is going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> so grab a drink, grab some popcorn, sit in your Get favorite ready. moving chair. And movie chair. And movie chair, yeah. Moving chair would be nice, too, because the action's just going to be so fast and furious. (laughs) You're going to need to keep going. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about some great films on the latest episode here. But first, listen to our beautiful theme song. Welcome everyone to the show, and dude, I am so excited to actually see you in person. All right, have it's been your, a while. We're not going to make her come on the show, but I have to. She's here. I have to acknowledge you because it's only fair. Yes. But Nikos's fiance Courtney is here, and uh, I'm just super, super bold to have you both here. It's good seeing you. Um, you know, among all the COVID craziness, like I can count on one hand how many people I've seen during this whole insanity, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, but it's just good to see that both of you are doing well. You're you're healthy. You're looking great. So super pumped to see you guys uh, throughout the Heck weekend. Yeah. And uh, it works out extremely well because you are here in the flesh and we can talk about some awesome things on this episode. So Dude, what you been up to? How's it going? It's going good. I'm excited to be back in town with my lovely fiance. She's here. <laughs> she says hi, everyone. Uh, we're just excited to be here. Everything's been going good. Fiance's finishing her nursing school. She's almost done. Very, 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 very proud of her. Uh, she's going to be a nurse and be the breadwinner, so I can just do this podcast all the time. <laughs> so um, everything's going pretty good, though. Work's going good. Uh, I'm in town to uh, be with my family, be with Mike, uh, and uh, to celebrate my bachelor party. It's happening on Saturday. so It's going to be interesting. We figured we record an episode yep. now just in case we're never just able to record So episode. we remember what happens <laughs> just in case I don't make it. And you never know. Your top three action flicks could change after your bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. if I survive my bachelor party. Yes. You'll survive. Don't worry. Everyone on the podcast, <sighs> we need to make sure of two certain things. Yeah. One is that Nico survives and makes it to his wedding. That's a high, high priority. And two, if you don't survive, I can't continue to do this show 
myself. That's so true. Uh, we have a, a highly needed high survival rate for <laughs> yes. you. So you'll be safe, man. Yeah, no worries. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm playing any games lately? Uh, what have I been playing? <clears throat> he asks me that question every time, Mike. I don't think my answer changes. I know. That's why it's fun asking. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing Apex Legends. I've been playing Fall Guys with uh, my friend Aaron. That's a fun game to play. I don't know if anybody's played that. It's a good one. It was the PlayStation game of the month last month. It's good. I just downloaded Street Fighter V as the PS4 game of the month this month, so I want to start playing that. Solid game. Um, <clears throat> I wish I had more time to dive into a lot of my single-player games. I think I say that every time, but I just I don't have time. Like when I'm When I do want to play video games... My friends are online playing video games, and I'm not going to sit there and play video games on myself when I can choose to play with my friends. So a lot of my single-player games take backseat, like Ghost of Tsushima. I've played like an hour of that. You've played more than me. And I really want to get into it. I do, but like I just I'm like, oh, I'm going to play some video games. Oh, my friends are online. I might as well play with them. So Nice. I just finished Nier Automata. Nice. Which uh, I think, like last episode we had, we were just talking about that game, but it's a Platinum Games yep. uh, development. So they did like Bayonetta, stuff like that. Um, it's very much a Devil May Cry meets like uh, anime kind of feel to it. And just the world, the music, the storyline about these androids fighting machines is really, really just well done. Like the game was just a blast. And like. I liked it when I first started playing it, but then I got like totally sucked in. So I finished the game only to find out the thing has like 27 different endings and like 25 of them are like joke endings. The guy who's like the developer of this has like a really good sense of humor. So you can do something like totally stupid and it'll just end the game after you beat the first ending. Right. Which is kind of neat. Um, but there's like three like major canon endings that really attach to each other. And you play like the course of three major characters throughout this whole thing. And the story is really cool because it's like not to spoil everything, but in a sense, it just shows that, um, you know, humans are kind of garbage <laughs> and machines. Yeah, I think I've and, that and, yeah. Machines trying to emulate what humans did eventually make them turn to garbage too. So it's kind of like this sad tale because you see all like this genocide and everything else going on. But the characters are so like well-developed. Like all of a sudden I was like, I think I want an action figure of her. Yeah. <laughs> like 2B is a badass. She's got all these swords. She's got this floating droid. And it's a Square Enix game. So, of course, they put tons of great detail yeah, into course, the figures. Yeah. So I picked that up, finished that game, um, really liked it. And now I am playing, um, God, what am I playing now? Uh, Deadly Premonition which is an Xbox 360 game. And it's more of like a horror story kind of game. Like someone gets murdered in a small town. You're an FBI agent and you're trying to figure out how this is attached to all these different like serial killers. It's really like a low budget style game. Like looking at it, even on Xbox 360, like it looks like somewhere in the middle of like PS2, PS3. (laughs) Um, But it's so weird. It's just got this like uniqueness to it. And it's, obviously getting a lot of its inspiration from the 90s tv series twin peaks which was totally yeah off its damn rocker <laughs> like some of the lines like about coffee and donuts and all this stuff like you can 
obviously tell where it's coming from. So it's like Twin Peaks the game. Oh, nice. Um, but it's cool. And I guess they released a sequel for it for the Switch not too long ago. So I was like, okay, I've had it for the Xbox 360. It'll play on Xbox One. I'm just going to do it. Which nice. Are you guys thinking about getting a next-gen system, PS5? Yeah, I want to sell my current generations because I don't even play my Xbox One anymore. And I think before I met my fiance, I upgraded from like the original Xbox One to the Xbox One S. Okay. For like seventy dollars at GameStop, it was like traded in. Get this, whatever. One, right, right. And ever since I got that, I don't play anymore. So I basically have a brand new Xbox One S. I have hundreds of games that are attached to my gamer tag. So I don't know if it's legal for me to sell my gamer tag because it's like that's where all the all digital games. So everything's attached to my my gamer tag so i want to try to sell my gamer tag and all my xbox and get like a couple hundred bucks for it like change the email address just like give yeah. them here like here you can change the username whatever you want to do to it yeah take the billing off things here yeah so yeah. like i wonder if i can do that because i really do want to get the ps5 i'm not going to get both generations like i have in the past like i've had the 360 i had the ps3 i had xbox one i had the ps4 this time it's just one or nothing nice. so i'm gonna go for both just because with the magazine oh, yeah. and whatever else youtube videos like i'm something's gonna come out for it i'm eventually gonna yeah, get it anyway exactly. right um try to get a ps5 that's what i'm gonna try to get the pre-order the whole thing was a fiasco they announced when the pre-order was going to come out when the system was going to come out you're supposed to be able to get a pre-order next day nothing they came out like hours after the initial announcement so Jesus. some retailer leaked it and amazon went well, I guess we're going to leak ours and put it out early, too. I woke up in the morning. PS5 sold out. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Microsoft, realizing what Sony did, kind of fumbling it, they're like, you'll be able to get our system at 11 o'clock on September 22nd and pre-order it. Oh, nice. So I ended up doing it. My Amazon pre-order was delayed, and I got it. So not too shabby there from that perspective. So. That's kind of cool. So I'll get a PS5 as soon as I can get a pre-order. So hopefully more come in. Uh, but I did the nice. Amazon thing. I threw it on my Amazon card because I can pay it off in yeah, six yeah. months. And yeah. I don't have to pay for it now. You don't have to pay for it now, exactly. Which is sweet. Well, there are a few games that are coming out that I'm excited about. Uh, I want Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. We'll that game that. will probably be the next game that I buy. I'll probably wait a little while. Um, and then my fiance just showed me via a screen chat here uh i don't know if anybody has seen did you see the uh, trailer for that harry potter video game i did okay that looks awesome i will admit that like you start at hogwarts you go through the whole schooling process and then you become like a wizard afterwards yeah Yeah. sign me up i'm in as long as they have the sorting hat and you get sorted into your house i'll buy the game i don't care what happens before or after that (laughs) as long as that part is in the game we will be buying that nice yeah yeah definitely looking forward to that there's a lot of stuff that's coming out there's not a lot of stuff that's coming out for the systems off the bat that makes me like day one want to buy it like i made a video about it i was like the first thing i'm going to put into my xbox series x is a blu-ray blu-ray we're gonna watch a blu-ray or something like that like there's just nothing coming out right now that i want to play but the thing i like about both systems is the backwards compatibility yeah like i can play the ps4 games on it which is sweet at they're upscaled and the frame rate's better and then same thing for the xbox series x so i can move my 
Xbox One X. They needed to work on their naming scheme yeah. for this. They didn't really nail that part. Yeah. So <laughs> that can go upstairs, and then my Series S will move to the bedroom. The bedroom, yeah. So yeah. I'll have access to YouTube or whatever else. Yeah. So, but definitely not as excited for like this gen as I have been for like previous gen stuff. It doesn't seem yeah. like is like here's like these massive steps up from previous generations. Right when we went from Xbox Xbox 360, it was like damn what a difference well that's kind of how like cyberpunk 2077 is like it's been delayed so much it's supposed to come out like in february Mm -hmm. and they've delayed it delayed it delayed it delayed it and it comes out like a week before the next generation comes out so it's like okay i'm I'm gonna buy this game for my playstation 4 and then i'm gonna turn around and buy the playstation 5 so i'll probably wait xbox is by the ps5 maybe yeah March or April, maybe May, like towards my birthday or something. Like let a couple months go by. Yeah, Xbox is doing it smart with that stuff. You buy Cyberpunk for the Xbox One, you get the Xbox Series X version for free. That's cool. And I, I Sony should follow suit with yeah. that. It's just like the advantage to do it. So it's like, yeah, I'll get the Xbox One version and then play See, the Xbox I will One buy, version. Yeah, that'll yeah. make me get the PS5 if they do that. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be definitely cool. Speaking of video games... Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. The original Super Mario Brothers. 3-5. 35 years old. Yeah, which is nuts. Pretty crazy. Like, what was the first time you played Super Mario Brothers? The original Super Mario Brothers. Can you remember? Yeah, I think I might have told the story on the last time. I don't remember. If I did, I apologize. Um, My first time playing Super Mario, or just Mario Brothers in general, with Duck Hunt attached to it, was with my mother. I think I told this story. I was like four years old, five years old. We were playing it in like 1990, 1991, and I would play it with her and my sister, Helen, and them being much older than I am, obviously. I'm a, I'm a child. I'm four years old. I would get all the way through the game, beat every single level, and I would get to the 8-4 and fight the final Bowser, and I would be a about to beat the game and they would hit the reset button that's right and i'd have to start all over again that's and right they would be like oh the power went out and i'm like four i don't know what's going on <laughs> so i'd have to replay it over and over and over again and i literally can now if you can put the controller in my hand and i can probably get to that first game in like five minutes and not even think about it We'll put that to the test Hell during yeah, the bachelor no. party because I'm bringing the Super NT. Yeah. I'm bringing the flashcards. Got every single Super NES game on there, which means it will have. We'll run through Super it. Super Mario All Stars. Yes. So we'll we'll cue that bad boy up and mm-hmm. see how far everyone can get. I'm curious, who would be too drunk to get past World One One? And even even more specific, who cannot jump past the first pit? Ooh. And if they can't... Shots. Shots. Yeah. We're going to be wasted. Super Mario shots. Yeah, here we go. Man, 35 years ago for Super Mario Brothers, the first time I played that game, we went over to my aunt's house, and my cousin borrowed a Nintendo from his neighbor down the street. We used to play in his van all the time. My uncle's van. This sounds really weird. This is <laughs> not admitted, a weird story. Yeah, yeah, there was no child molestation that <laughs> yeah, happened during yeah, this. Yeah, this yeah. is not how my start Nintendo yeah. happened. Not at all. Um, but he had like this little portable black and white TV that you put like 8,000 big ass D yeah. batteries in, right? 
Um, and my first experience with Super Mario Brothers was on that little TV. And nice. I was just mesmerized by this, right? So I got to play a couple levels, you know, fell into the first pit, whatever, right? Um, and we had to go do other stuff. Um, but he was like, oh, I promise I'll hook it up later. Well, my uncle, that, my uncle's family is like pretty well off. Yeah. So they had like one of the like first like plasma TVs, like big ass console. Yeah. Left it on too long. Yeah. Like don't play Nintendo on this because you'll have Mario permanently burned into yeah. your screen. <laughs> but my cousin hooked it up anyway. Kinda like your dad's old TV or your dad's TV in this living room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh yeah he he fired it up on there and again like seeing all the colors hearing the music for the first time like i was just absolutely blown away Agreed. and uh finding out that it was like the 35th anniversary of the game i fired it up a couple days ago i can't beat it i can't get past 8-1 i can make it all the way to 8-1 Ooh. but i can't get there fire so, it up mike yeah what is it yeah well, we'll have to turn it on because you know what I was trying to do too. I was I went to World Three to try to do the uh, multiple lives, yeah. Where you hit the turtle and you hit him just right mm-hmm. on the ramp, and you can get like hundreds and hundreds Hundred, of lives. Yeah. Not too many because if you do, it'll put you in negative, and then if you die the next time, it's game over. Game over. Yep. Haven't been able to do that. So yes. maybe maybe during the world's greatest bachelor party, <laughs> Super Mario World. Super Mario Brothers, sorry, will be beaten. Once All I again. remember is you went one one to one two, then you went to four one to four two, and then you went to eight one, eight two, eight three. Exactly, eight, four, and it was over. Exactly, which just makes me curious. Like, I can't pinpoint the exact moment I learned those things, but playing it, you know, now I remember it. So it's like, when did I first learn that I could get from one two to four one, and then four two to the end of the game in? you know, beat the game in 10 minutes. Like how the hell did I figure that out? Yeah. I know the, I can't uh, remember like my passcode to my phone sometimes, (laughs) let alone how the hell I got to the end of Mario in four levels. I remember the, uh, the like hundred lives thing. My dad's boss like told him how to do it. And my dad was like, what? No way. And my dad's boss actually brought in their Nintendo to work to show them like how to do it. And then my dad came home and was like, you do it like this. And of course he couldn't do it. So we're like, this is bullshit, dad. Like this isn't (laughs) real. So, but then when we figured out, it was like, Whoa, we were actually able to figure this out. So pretty crazy. Happy birthday. Super Mario brothers. Can't believe it's been 35 years. New game came out with uh, super Mario 64 Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Sunshine. Sunshine, which I want, but I'm not paying sixty dollars. Yeah, for it. yeah, and of course they'll hold on to that sixty dollar price tag for eternity, just yeah. like there's. Well, and they're only releasing it until March, yeah. and then they're taking it out of the store. Yeah, who do they think it's they like are? Disney? Limit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't vault that shit. <laughs> I'll get. I'll probably get it eventually. I want to. Hopefully, they drops down to like forty or something, and I'll I'll jump on it. But. They had a neat too much little uh, like pin set you could get. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> Special songs Special brought to you song. by Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've had cats and yeah. ice and various other humanly body sounds on yeah. previous podcasts. So this is just part of the fun. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the fun. And it's live. And it's live. In the flesh. Yep. Can't be. I'm there. here. But, uh, yeah, we got the uh, pin set coming. I managed to grab that from the Super Mario missions. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I got 
limited edition pin set coming. Nice. Go with my my other. That's awesome. Classic Mario pin. So hell yeah, it'll be cool. So all right, folks, we are gonna go ahead and get into the song of the pod. We're gonna play a little bit of advertisements from our yeah. friends at Old School Gamer Magazine, and then we're gonna talk top three action movies. Uh, Nikos, this is your song of the pod. And uh, you want to lead us in? Like, uh, how'd you find this song? So this song, I I watch one streamer and one streamer only now. It's Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> I know people probably don't like him, but I think he's hilarious. It's a blockbuster video game champion. Yeah, 1993, <laughs> 1994. Uh, but this song came on. His, like, producer plays, like, Synthway. He's a big Synthway fan, actually, which is kind of cool. Big, big, yeah, yeah. So, like, he played this song, and literally he's, like, in the middle of doing his monologue. And he, like, looks at this guy. He's like, you got to stop playing this song. It's tripping me out. <laughs> and that's the first time I heard uh, this song. It's called Metal and Plastic, and it's by Eagle-Eyed Tiger. Very nice. Well, let's cue it up.
Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. Voice of some of your favorite video games like NBA Jam, Mutant Football League, NFL Blitz. Hey, I could go on and on, but I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk to you about a magazine that talks about me. That's right, it's called Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming. Hey, it gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there. Hey, I'm still here. And it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. You have time to take your butt off that couch, put a clean t-shirt on and get to the show. Plus a whole lot more. Issues come out once every other month. Plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle. And it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom And we're back. Boom shakalaka indeed. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Song of the pod. Yeah. That sounded great. That it's one's that one's definitely going on the Synthologic Podcast. It's on there. Playlist. Is it on there? Oh yeah. Beautiful. I need to redownload that. I use that for my running and my biking. Oh yeah. I when I'm at work and I'm inspecting a room. Synthetic Logic Podcast. We have like 10 likes or something. Yeah. 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 Throw it on there. Listen to it. But yes. Get it in Spend your Spend a lot ears. of time on it. Okay. Stick it in there. Stick it in there. Yeah. Get it in there. All right, folks. Well, it is time for that sexy, yep. sexy main event ding, ding. of our podcast. Top three action flicks of the 1980s. Uh, this a lot one, of debate here. A lot of debate and very, 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 very tough to do. We could redo this episode next episode and probably change our top three. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Easily. So I don't know. For me, the top one's pretty solidified, but the rest of them pretty up there. Nice. So before we get into like, our top threes, like l- let's just talk about a couple like honorable mentions. Yeah, that aren't in our top three, but they probably should. And we apologize if we get a lot of hate because I was looking at a lot of top 10 lists and the movies that we're probably not going to name are like in the top five of every list I saw. So yeah, I mean, it's our we, podcast. Yeah. So we do what we want. If we were doing a top 10, you know, we, we oh, would, yeah. we paid everything or yeah, at least the majority absolutely. of it. Right. But Nikos, you kind of got a thing going of uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think the number like, a couple that were good. So, like, obviously, number one honorable mention that probably should be in our top three, but it's not. It's obviously Die Hard. That's, you know. The ultimate Christmas the movie. The ultimate Christmas movie. The best Christmas movie ever made. Obviously, Bruce Willis killing a bunch of, uh, I believe they're Germans. And uh, it was a fantastic movie. So quotable. Um and just a kick-ass action movie. Like it was like I don't. It's not. It's not like John Wick, but it's like the fact that like one guy taking out like thirteen different bad guys and all these creative different ways. It was really really cool. It's, it's smart. It's witty. It's funny. Uh, and it's just like you said. It's the perfect Christmas movie. Did you ever see the movies that made us? Yeah. They they did a good little thing on that. A good little special on that. Like, I had no idea that the story of this was actually tied to a bunch of novels. And because of the way the licensing for this worked, Die Hard was actually supposed to be a movie in this trilogy. And the original role contractually was supposed to go to Frank Sinatra. Oh. But Frank Sinatra was like 
really old at this point, oh, okay. right? And he yeah. he's like, I would basically die <laughs> trying to do this yeah. movie, right? So it, they didn't give it to him. He passed on it, obviously. And they were just trying to decide, like, okay, like, who does this go to? And I guess when they, like, decided on Bruce Willis, you know, who was known for, um, I think it was Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yep. Uh, gr- which was also a great show. Uh, a lot of people were like, really? Yeah. That dude? And I guess when people saw the previews, like the test previews and stuff, they actually laughed at Bruce Willis. Wow. Like, he couldn't be an action star, but... Oops. They were wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great movie. Hans, Gru- Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. You know, great acting from there. And Except for Snape. That, uh, that scene where he's hanging off the edge of the skyscraper right before yeah. Bruce Willis lets him go. Like, his facial reaction when they were letting him go. Like, when they were filming that scene, um, you know, there was a crash pad and, and all that stuff underneath him and everything. But they were like, okay... We're going to let you go on three, right? So make sure you make a good facial of, uh, you know, you're scared. And they did one and they let him go. (laughs) So that look on his face of like, holy shit, I'm falling. That's real. Yeah. Because he had no idea. But uh, Such good directing. (laughs) You know, yeah. If you've seen the movie, by far, go check out the movies that made us. They cover a lot of great movies in that. But Die Hard is one of them. Great, great film. What else he got? Uh, we also have, I mean, a ton of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I think we're going to talk about one in your top three. No, no, we're, no. we're not going to talk you about, not going to talk about it. So obviously we're just going to go ahead and talk about the Terminator real quick, because that is a written and directed by James Cameron, obviously of Avatar and Titanic and all of that fame. And I mean, that is just one of the most classic action movies of all time and obviously this is based on our personal preference and if we had a third or fourth member i guarantee the terminator to be on the list yep um but it's just it's such a great movie and obviously one of the most iconic you know you know quotes of all time i'll be back yep like so good uh the tech noir which was a fun little piece of trivia yep um the name of the club that he attacks sarah connor in yep uh, one, it, it's just a great movie. One of the first sex scenes in a movie that I can remember as a pretty young kid, right? Which, you know, my dad was like, ah, how do I explain this to my son? And like kind of lower, like what's going on here? Then these two are screwing each other. Like, oh, well, John Connor has to be made in order to be protected. So they're making John Connor. Yeah. And it was like, oh, so by the time Terminator 2 came out, my little brain was like, ah, ah yes. makes sense. That's why. Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. Future past, baby. Future past, baby. <laughs> great movie, though. Yeah. Also a great soundtrack to that. Also a great soundtrack. Amazing Absolutely. opening theme. And funny enough, dun, the dun, 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 dun. music that was used for that trailer for Terminator was also used for a movie in my top three. Well, okay. We'll discuss that one. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, I mean, like I was saying, we're going to stick with the, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger theme and go with predator. Oof, so obviously good. another fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, I can keep going with him. I mean, we got, uh, let's see. Commando. <laughs> Running Man. Running Man. Another classic. Uh, not an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but if you want to include Top Gun, 
that's an action movie that could that's close that, enough. that could that could fly up there somewhere yeah. speaking of flying up there superman superman 2 uh if you really want to go star wars and you consider those action you could say empire strikes back was Empire Strikes Back 80? That's 1981, I think. Okay. I know Jedi was 83. Let me see. Yeah, 1980. Okay. And Jedi was 83. it's right there on it's the right cusp. It's right on the cusp, but it's pretty good. Uh, Return of the Jedi, obviously. Die Hard, I already said. Mad Max. Yep. Uh, the Warrior. Yep. The Road Warrior. The Road Warrior, excuse yep. me. Yep. Uh, I think the rest on this list, like Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, the inspiration for most of the characters from Mortal Kombat. Yep. Uh, if you want to get technical, if you consider Beverly Hills Cop an action movie. Yeah, it's I think comedy so. action that will fly up there. Yep. Uh, and obviously, I'm going to I almost put this in my top three because I love it. They Live. Oh. I've been listening to a lot of interviews with Rowdy Roddy Piper lately. And that movie is another John Carpenter classic, which is also a John Carpenter classic in my top three. They Live was pretty close. I think, man, you know, we're, we're talking about Carpenter and... Uh, it was a big influence on a lot of the music we listen to now. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I think I think the Synthetic Logic podcast needs a Carpenter episode. Yes. And it deserves that. I, I'm sure you and I could do a top three yeah. And have separate stuff. Yeah. And then just throw in some Carpenter magic in there. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, a couple vinyl releases that you can get on Amazon. That's just Ooh. like no film attached to it. It's just him doing music. That's like, awesome. So iconic. To, I'm down for that. Yeah. Good time. Carpenter episode coming next. People will be into that for yeah. sure. For sure. Let's see. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. If you really want to consider fantasy like, action, if you want to consider the Goonies an action movie, you can. I'd put it in there. That. Action adventure, uh, and then uh, let's see, like Batman with Michael Keaton. You yep. can do that. First Blood. Uh, I mean, I, the list goes on and on, but uh, our top six are all on this list that I'm reading right now. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, let's get into it then, man. Oh yeah, man. What are your top three? What's your number three <sighs> action film of the '80s? And let me make that clear, folks. Yeah, we're, of the we're, '80s. We're folks. covering '80s because yeah. we got another episode the can with '90s. We can do kung fu flicks from the yeah. '80s and '90s. It's going to go on and on. Yeah. '80s action 80s flicks, action movies. Top three. We're breaking it down here for you, folks. What you got for me, Nikos? Uh, the number three for the Nikos list. Is a 1981 action adventure film directed by Steven Spielberg with a story created by the one and only George Lucas. I am talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, exactly. The most iconic theme song possibly of all time. Uh, Obviously follows the adventures of archaeologist Indiana Jones as he goes and whoops the ass out of some Nazis over and over and over again. Uh, This is just an absolute classic. I mean, I, I I could go on for days about this movie. I mean, I I love history. I always have loved history. So the fact that this is a movie is about the Ark of the Covenant and all this other really cool stuff. It has the the Nazis in it, like 1936, before all of World War II and stuff like that. And it's just, it's so good. Like, I, it's Indiana Jones, man. It, it started probably one of the most iconic characters of all time. 
I mean, what's your favorite scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, when he's about to fight the guy and he just pulls out his gun and shoots him. That's that's that my favorite scene. It, yeah, it, and you know the history oh, behind yeah, that he was, one, right? He had, like the flu. Yeah. He was tired. He was just like, screw it. Yeah. Can, can we just shoot it where I shoot him? And they're like, okay. Yeah. You know, no big fight. Just do that. Like, that's probably my favorite scene in that whole trilogy. Yeah. Um, my other favorite, I, I, I think that's still Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, where they're trying to get away on the plane. Yeah. Right. And the he's fighting the, the big muscle dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, he, he basically like throws him into the propeller yep. and grinds him up. Right. Yep. Like. Just total, like, David versus Goliath thing. What a great film. And, of course, you know, at the end, the effects where the Nazis, they get the Ark, and they got Indy and Marion tied to the pole, and the Nazis open the Ark, and, you know, God or whatever the hell was in that Ark just unleashes holy hell, and you have face-melting Nazis. And that looked gruesome for that time, man. Good uh, special effects. I mean, Big they had time. George Lucas. They had Steven Spielberg. Can't really go wrong there. Uh, but like you said, it's just a classic movie. Like, the ending's so great. They lock the Covenant away, and it's taken care of by top men. So we don't really know whatever happens to the Ark of the Covenant. All we know is it's in some gigantic warehouse, warehouse, which we kind of dive into in Kingdom of the Skull or whatever that movie was called. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is eh, okay. That's a hard watch. But, uh, I mean, you can even talk to Harrison Ford and he says uh, Indiana Jones is his favorite character he's ever played. So he's always willing to dive back into it. So maybe we'll get an uh, Indiana Jones 5. That'll... We're getting officially one more. Thank God. Because they, they have to repent for their scene with Shiloh LaBeouf swinging through the trees and like the monkeys swinging next to him. I remember watching that in the theaters, like hysterically laughing. This is so horrible. What it, are you doing? It's on USA. Like every other week. Yeah. Why? And it, yeah. And it's like, why this one? No one else watched it. So I always put it out there. Fuck it. So bad. Yeah. It's, it's bad. so bad. Uh, so is that your favorite out of the trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is the best one in my opinion. What's your least favorite? That one. Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, no, Kingdom of, <laughs> oh, the, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Skull. Okay, original trilogy, though. Oh. We're, we're racing the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Last Crusade, Temple of Doom. Okay, so yeah, we're we're of the, we're of the same mindset, yeah. basically. Yeah. Not that the, those other movies are bad. Yeah, no, they're, they're all they're good. Great. They all got... Just Raiders of the Lost Ark is just classic. It's the introduction. I think it has the best story. Did you ever play the games? No, uh, I remember playing it for the Atari. Okay. Yeah. Mimi was on the Atari. Yep. It was really two two joysticks, two joysticks to actually play yeah. it. Yep. Uh and that's it. I never played anything after that. I played that. I played uh Indiana Jones Greatest Adventure on the nice. Super NES, which was basically Super Star Wars, but throw it in the indie universe. <laughs> there was supposed to be a Genesis release for that. It got cancelled. Um and I played the NES Temple of Doom, which was an Atari game. It was on a black cartridge, which was illegal. <laughs> um and then there were actually two versions of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade on the NES. Two different games. One by Taito and one by some other company. Both sucked. <laughs> Both sucked pretty bad. But I think uh, the only Indiana Jones game I ever played besides that were the Legos, Lego Indiana Jones. Okay. I played those. Those are actually pretty fun. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And of course, there was Young Indy, the yep. TV Indy. series. Yep. Cover your heart, Indy. Cover your heart. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's number three. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um Raiders of the Lost Ark there? Nah, it's a great film, man. Great, great film. film. I mean, I could go on for days. I mean, I've watched that movie. Actually, a little quick tidbit. I actually didn't see that movie until I was 
23 okay. in college. Okay. I saw three first before I saw one and so two. So my mom made me watch Star Wars. She didn't make me watch Indiana Jones. So right. I had never seen any of them. And we were sitting there in my apartment and my roommate's like, have you seen Indiana Jones? I'm like, honestly, I haven't. Yeah. So we went to Dollar Video and rented the old school VHSs yep. and watched them. They still had VHSs back in 2008. Holy crap. Yeah, it was like a small town, like college. Yeah. Okay. Like a couple thousand people. Nice. nice. Um, Did you want to flip back and forth? Between sure. Like yeah, your yeah. threes and stuff? You go, what's your number three? My number three is uh, Sylvester Stallone, and it is Rambo First Blood. First Blood, yeah. Part two. Nice. Right? Um, so, you know, not knowing that there was a First Blood Part one, I knew this is Rambo. Um, Rambo, the sequel, became a very popular movie in the mm-hmm. theaters, even though critics panned the crap out of it. Yeah. It became a toy line. What are the critics? What do they know? Yeah, what do they know? Yeah. So Rambo became a toy line, which was hilarious because, you know, brutal violence, lots of guns, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Became a toy line. Became a cartoon, right? So that was my introduction to Rambo is because there was a cartoon and there was an action figure line. And they were cool action yeah. figures, man. Um, I had a Rambo big wheel <laughs> with an ammo, ammo box and machine guns on the front of it. Really? Machine guns, dude. This thing was bad. So I'll have to show you a picture this of this. the 80s? This was the 80s. Oh, man. the 80s, folks. Yeah, this was. Part the, I probably had that thing like 1986, 87. I was pretty yeah. little. But a Rambo big wheel, yeah, man. And you could, you could drift on that thing like a mofo. It was awesome. But uh, I saw Rambo 2 for the first time and like... Dude, all-American hero, right? Yeah. You know, going back to Vietnam, he's saving the POWs, he meets a hot Asian chick, she dies, he gets pissed off, he shoots a flaming bow and arrow at people, he cuts people, he shoots people, (laughs) stuff explode. Um, It was this well-rounded action movie, right? It was this very piece of, you know, especially because I think we were still in the Cold War period at that point, uh, very much uh, like, Oh, this is an American movie, and I'm not saying I was like flying Screw my American you, communism. Yeah, I was. I wasn't doing that that young, but Rambo was the guy. Yeah, yeah. right. So little did I know, loving this movie, watching the cartoon, having the toys. When my dad says Rambo Part One is going to be on HBO, do you want to watch it? What? Yeah, there's more than one Rambo movie. <laughs> Hell yeah, I want to watch it. Well. Rambo 1 and Rambo 2 are extremely different if you're not familiar with it. Rambo 1 is more of a drama slash action movie where Rambo is coming back from Vietnam. Yep. And he's basically treated like trash. Cops want to throw him out of town. They treat him like a bum. And he flips the hell out. And he ends up going on a rampage across town, right? Just a little bit. (laughs) And he he gets arrested at the end of the movie. So... To a kid who sees Rambo 2 first and sees Rambo being this great hero, saying, saving the POWs, not really understanding that, you know, Rambo's in jail at the beginning of Rambo 2. Killed a lot of people in yeah, the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, why is Rambo the bad guy? Yeah. And this that wasn't the first movie where that happened. The same thing happened with Terminator. I saw Terminator 2 first before I saw the first Terminator. Me too. That's, that's how I saw it too. And I was like, what do you mean, what do you mean he was Arnold the bad, the bad guy? guy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 
he's usually the good guy. God, so such a good movie. Yeah. So um, again, if we do '90s action movies, that's going to be in a, one of our top threes for sure. Great soundtrack to that yeah. one too. But yeah, Rambo, First Blood, Part Two, great movie. Uh, another great soundtrack and just like one of those great childhood memories. Yeah. Um, I had the Commodore 64 game that I should. I'm going to play the soundtrack some point. It's like synth wavy, oh synth wavy as hell. Nice for like a Commodore sixty four Rambo game, but it's awesome, and it's even Sweet. got the Rambo theme in there. But just total classic. Nice, yeah. I don't have a lot of experience with Rambo to be honest with you. I've seen them. It's pretty similar to my experience with, um, uh, yeah. It's just it's just my experience, just in general, kind of like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what I was trying to say. That like I didn't see them till I was older. Yeah, like I did see a lot of '80s movies when I was little, but they were they weren't really the violent you know, Terminator and Rambo and those kind of movies. They're more like Star Wars and kind of like those kind of '80s movies, like you know, comedies like Ghostbusters and Beverly Hills Cop, and those are the kind of movies I focused on more. So Rambo, I don't have a lot of experience with. I've seen seen them all. I've gone back through and I've watched them. I do remember the first Blood Part One and Part Two being way different, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and number two, I'd have to agree is probably the better of the two. So I mean, I can't disagree with your your number three there, my friend. Yeah, the Rambo, the last Rambo movie that came out was actually pretty damn good too. Was it? Yeah, See, I haven't seen that one yet. He goes ballistic again, man. Yes. But it's like totally, totally understandable. But yeah. for like a last Rambo movie, it was good. That's awesome. It was really good. What you got for your All right, number, for number two. two, which is a <laughs> I'm gonna my theme continues. My number one, I promise, folks. I saw before I was in my twenties. Uh, this one also, I saw this at a later, later age, and this one's 1981, also similar to Raiders of the Lost Ark. By the one and only John Carpenter, written and directed, co-scored, he did everything. It is Escape from New York, starring Kurt Russell. Uh, just an amazing, amazing movie. Uh, it's, it's made in 1981, movie set in 1997. <laughs> and to see how they thought 1997 was going to roll around is pretty hilarious, considering <laughs> what it was actually like. Not too far off from what 1981 was actually like. Um, obviously, it's on Manhattan, Manhattan Island. Uh, Air Force One is hijacked, and the president is behind enemy lines and obviously the classic snake bliskin of kurt russell goes in and kicks ass and saves the president and whatnot and as you all know john carpenter is an amazing director but he's also a huge influence in the synth wave community i don't want to say he's like the number one guy but huge influence you, for any artist that mm-hmm. makes music probably at one point was like john carpenter that. and his yeah. works inspired tons yeah. of video game designers where do you think solid snake came from yeah it's that, true hideo kojima was like i saw that movie yeah. and i wanted i wanted snake pliskin but i couldn't yeah. do that i could do solid snake but if you play metal gear solid 2 that's the alias that Solid Snake goes under in that game is Snake Plissken. Oh, they actually use it. He actually That's uses cool. Snake Plissken. Yeah, see, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, like, it's interesting. Like, if you look at, like, how much 80s action movies inspired video games, I mean, look at Contra. 
that's Schwarzenegger and Stallone yeah. on the cover of that, right? Um, look at the cover art for the original Metal Gear. Okay. Okay. And then look at the promotional art, the stills for Terminator. That's Kyle Reese. You can they basically traced Kyle Reese really? for Solid Snake nice. for the Metal Gear cover. Like I'll show you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll blow your damn mind. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a movie. Did you ever see you've seen Escape from New York? I've seen Escape from New York. Um again, the the thing that stands out to me the most about that movie is the opening sequence with the computer. Yeah. And the the synthwave stuff going to that. And just talk about like a movie that set the damn tone as far as yeah. you know the the planet's been ravaged, New York is toast. Um, it's a war zone. You have all these interesting and weird characters, mm-hmm. and you can't trust anybody. Nope. And uh, yeah, just fantastic film. And I think I've seen a couple like director's cuts and deleted scenes and stuff like that. Like nice. if I remember correctly, he's like got a bomb collar on him. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it turns out at the end, like they were gonna kill him anyway. They're gonna kill him anyway. But I think yeah. he finds a way to disarm mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I need to watch that because it's been. So long. Just a great film, which I I, I got to ask because I normally ask people this and working for the video store at this time and seeing this movie come out. Did you ever watch Escape from L.A.? I did. And, and it's not even remotely as good. The surfing scene didn't win you over? No, 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 no. I don't think a lot in that movie won me over. The music's good. Yeah. I remember the music being good. Lots of Rob Zombie. A lot of Rob. Yeah. And it was, it's, I don't know what they were trying to do with that kind of you know catch some old glory from a past and it was just yeah, it was one of those things that almost shouldn't have been made i've wa- i think i don't think did i see la before i saw new york i might have seen him in the reverse order Ooh. and being like what the hell is that and then going back and watching escape from new york like that yeah that is how it should have been done for. yeah exactly yeah. new york i saw was one of the ones i saw first cuz i think that one like my dad was like yeah you know this one isn't going to freak anyone yeah. out um, if he watches it, so it's John Carpenter, man, and Kurt Russell. Yep, Kurt Pretty, Russell. Yeah, way high, high tier yeah. actor in my book. Big Trouble in Little China, right? Is that the name of the movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a freaking weird movie. It is a weird movie, but I, I got that on Blu-ray nice. like last year and watched it. It's still just classic. You know, <laughs> Jack Burton. Jack you Burton. Know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jack- character names were so awesome. It, it Jack was. Burton. Yeah. Snake. Skin. Exactly, Captain Ron. I don't know if you've ever seen Captain Ron. It's a great movie. I love that movie too. Yeah, it's a good I movie. love that movie too. That's a great movie. Uh, what about you, Mike? What's your number two? Number two, 1986, released yeah. July 18th of 1986, directed by James Cameron. I mean, he's all over our top six here. Aliens. Yeah. Aliens, man. Uh, talk about, for me, this is like the ultimate 80s sci-fi, sci-fi action flick. If you want pure, like, action, mm-hmm. I think this, like, dwarfs the Star Wars movies for sure. I mean, yeah. there's some storytelling in the Aliens movies, too, but a lot of it is pure, pure action. And really one of the first movies that I watched that had uh, a real kick-ass feminine lead for it right yeah yeah in ripley uh sigourney weaver yeah baby yeah like you know she she wanted to get down on that planet she wanted to see um if the alien menace that she fought from the first movie there were more of them and 
just so many, so many great lines in that. And I, I can't really say uh, it has a great soundtrack because I, I can't like name like yeah. any music piece off the top of my head in that good. movie. So I, I'd have to like rewatch that. But in terms of pure action yeah. and like the lines, you know, game over, man. Yeah, Bill Paxton, man. Yeah. Or like, you know. Um, they're all over us. They're swarming us. 100 feet, 90 feet, 80 feet. And the technology, the um, mass amount of weapons yeah. just tearing through stuff. And the aliens, man, those things were so... Um, I, I think those were practical effects. I think those were big yeah, yeah. puppets. Yeah, right? huge puppets. Um, man, you know, just ripping through stuff. And uh, the horror, the body horror that was involved with that. And uh, like flamethrowers. And of course... At the end, right? Uh, she's fighting the alien queen. They thought they got away. They're on the ship, and she ends up sending the queen through the the space dock into outer space. Um, just again, tremendous action movie. And again, like, wow, like this, you know. And again, you got to remember, I'm a kid. This female can kick ass. I mean, yeah, yeah. she's the only one who ends up living. Like all the big beefy guys are pissing their pants as this alien yeah. menace is coming in, right? And she's like, been there, done that. Uh, but that was another movie, man, that I saw that first. And then I saw the original Alien, Alien yeah. in totally different vibes. So slow. So slow. Like, it's more of a suspenseful horror movie yeah. than it is uh, an, action an action flick, yeah. right? So, you know, the great, but don't get me wrong, great movie um, in its own part. But um, Cameron stepped it up a notch yeah. with this, right? Um, and of course we had other aliens movies that came out afterwards. Alien three was okay. Um, the game was really good. Yeah. I love the super Nintendo game. That was awesome. Um, aliens resurrection. Eh, I, I barely remember it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, I, I don't think there was another alien sequel after that. I know. I know no, we had like Prometheus and stuff like that, Prometheus which is like a prequel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've had some aliens versus predator, and stuff like that, and they're just so-so. So. do anything for me. Yeah, yeah, so... It's kind of like Freddy vs. Jason. Exactly. Like, eh. Exactly, and Freddy vs. Jason was a movie that was supposed to come out 10 years before, before yeah. it actually came out, so uh, again, you know, studios can be a real bitch when it comes to licensing, because they yeah. want to protect their intellectual property, but Aliens, the pinnacle of that franchise, Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, and I remember I watched those on, I think... When DVDs, when they first started making the DVDs where, like, all the movies were together, mm-hmm. it was, like, all four discs. We got it at Walmart in, like, the $5 bin, and it was all the Alien, Aliens, Aliens 3. And we, I remember uh, my roommates and I in college, I had seen them when I was younger. I, I didn't really recall them too much, but we watched them all in one night, one sitting, like, seven hours, all three in a row. And I remember getting the aliens and just, it was funny. It was an action movie, but it was funny. Like it had humor. It was like, we watched alien and then we got to alien aliens. And I'm like, wow, those are completely way different movies. Like you said, the first one was a, like a sci-fi horror movie and it was really quiet and the score and the music and like the suspense was really built up. This one was just a strip action film with a game over, man. <laughs> game over. <laughs> like Bill Paxton giving like one of the best like yeah. cameo performances of all. I don't know if it's a cameo, but like you know, supporting acting performances of all time. Uh and it's just such a good movie. And like you said, it was 
one of the first movies or first times where like the female lead was the badass. Yeah. And I really do think that kind of shaped how I viewed video games. Like if I ever got a chance to be a male or female character, I would probably nine times out of 10 choose to be a female character because watching a strong female character is awesome. And I think it, it's so much better than watching any, you know, generic random tough guy. Yeah. It's just different. It just adds a whole different element. It just makes it believable. And it's just, it's just so much better. And I really do. Like I said, I do think that kind of shaped how I view games. Like I'll create female characters. I think it's badass when a, when a chick is that the main, yeah, the main character and is a badass. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, great, great movie. Yeah, for sure. James Cameron strikes again. <laughs> All uh, right, man, you're number one. My number one. Okay, this for me was easy, to be completely honest with you, uh, and I didn't think it was going to be easy. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is going to suck. But then I like, thought about it again, and I'm like, you know what? This is this is easy. And my number one for me is a movie that came out the year I was born, 1987, stars Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, and it was directed by Richard Donner of The Goonies and so many other great movies. Uh, it's Lethal Weapon. Now, this was the f- my first introduction to the buddy cop dynamic yeah and there have been plenty of different buddy cop movies tv shows in the past but nothing will ever compare to the chemistry that mel gibson and danny glover had the wittiness the, the, the comedic genius the the ability to really make us care about these characters that really didn't have a lot of in-depth background. You didn't really know a lot about the characters. They kind of flesh out the story as the as series go, yeah, goes. Yeah. But I just remember being hooked on it. And it was directed, it was uh, written by Shane Black, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody's seen The Nice Guys. Have yeah. you seen Nice Guys? Yeah. It's pretty much like a uh, love letter to the Lethal Weapon movies. It is. Um and then those that series got good. Lethal Weapon two was good. Lethal Weapon three was good. Hell, even Lethal Weapon four was good. Never saw four. It's not bad. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. They're really old in that movie, and it's like I they they kind of they're doing a five. Are they? I hope so. I would be down for that. Yeah. I, I would not be against that. Um, obviously, the bad guy in Lethal Weapon, Gary Busey, <laughs> one of my favorite crazy Gary son Busey of a bitch roles. And, yeah, uh, and just like the whole thing with. Um, like Danny Glover's friend getting in trouble with, you know, it all ties back into like Mel Gibson's past being in the military and people that Danny Glover knew. And it's just a solid action comedy. I watch it. I laugh. There's parts where he's thinking about his wife where I want to cry. And there's parts where there's absolutely kicking ass. Uh, I love the, I don't love the torture scene. I don't advocate for torture, but that whole torture <laughs> scene where he's being tortured and he just goes and kicks everyone's ass. ass. He escapes. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And, uh, it is forever will be my number one. I love the psychology of the one character, obviously Mel Gibson's character losing his wife, pretty much being on the edge of killing himself, of killing himself. Yeah. You know, he puts the gun in his mouth in the movie. 
uh, and then he kind of finds Danny Glover's character, who's not too sure about him, thinks he's insane. But once he learns what happened to his wife, pretty much accepts comes... him into the family, and yeah. Mel, Mel Gibson's character becomes becomes one of the family. And it's just it's the best buddy cop movie in my opinion, and it's going to land at number one on my list. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a memorable movie. Um, oddly enough. One of the very few movies, I didn't watch it in theaters, I watched this movie, it must have been on TV, it was probably edited to holy hell, <laughs> I watched this movie with my mom, oh, nice. and like action, 80s action movies is not my mom's oh, no. forte. Well, I mean, the beginning of the movie, that chick is completely naked, yeah. and jumps off the building, yeah. kills herself on like, the first two seconds of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and for me, like the most impactful scene in that movie, you mentioned it, is... Uh, Mel Gibson's character, he's he's sitting on the couch. Yep. He's drinking. He's his apartment's a freaking mess, or maybe it's his house or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like a little like trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his life's a mess, and he's looking. I think at a picture of his wife, and he grabs his gun and he sticks it in his mouth. Yeah, and I want to see he he doesn't he pull the trigger? Does he pull the trigger? Uh, or does he and like there's no bullets yeah. in it. Or does he just decide not to do it? But I don't think he decides to do it. Yeah, it was so yeah. so impactful to me that I Such actually good acting. Yeah, I I asked my mom. I said, "Why does he want to do that?" And you know, she basically kind of explained to me like what depression was, yeah. and um, you know how awful it could be to lose your loved one when that meant so much. So like that was super impactful yeah. to me. Um, and you know the story, and yeah, the the dude is a loose cannon, no doubt. And Danny Glover's character is like, I'm too old for this I'm, shit. I'm getting too old for this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I was supposed to retire yeah. and all this stuff. Um, just a, a great movie with a lot of redemption at the end. And it and it and it sucks because um, as much as I can go back and forth with the first movie, I can't remember a ton about the sequels. The only one I can remember is number two. It's because uh, Joe Pesci. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. And he was in three as well. He was in three and he's in four too. Okay. Uh, but he's great in number two. That's the one with the German consulate. I don't know if it's the Germans, but like they're cougarans and it's a whole coin thing and diplomatic immunity and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first one is just so good, man. Like, and I'm going to recommend Nice Guys if anybody hasn't seen that. It's as close to as lethal weapon as you're possibly going to get with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. It was written and directed by Shane Black, who wrote Lethal Weapon, and it's literally like a love letter to that movie. Nice. It's like, this is what this movie was, and here, I'm going to give you a modern-day version of it. It's really good. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's my number one, folks, Lethal Weapon. If you don't like it, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) There were a ton of Lethal Weapon video games. All of them were god-awful. I'll never remember. Yeah, Yeah. it is unfortunate. It could have been great games. A lot of those games. Can you imagine we had the technology now for all those badass movies back in the day? Absolutely. Like, dude. The Predator game would have been sweet. I remember seeing, like, a Super Nintendo version of either Lethal Weapon or Lethal Weapon 3. And Riggs had angel's wings or something that he could, like, fly with to level. And I'm like, Riggs. What the fuck is going on? This this is not in the movie. This is why Funko Land failed. All right, Mike, what is your number one? Straight out of Detroit, Michigan, in a terrible, terrible place where crime has taken over. 
We're talking my number one movie by director Paul uh, Verhoeven, which I think he was Swedish, Dutch. I, I don't remember director. We'll go with one of those. Yeah. Uh, Seems legit. Came out July 17th, 1987. Yeah, 1987. Woo! Robocop. The best action year. Robocop, man. Hell yeah. Um, saw this movie so many times as a kid. It was on replay so much on HBO and Cinemax. Um, again, turned into a toy franchise. Pretty sure it turned into a cartoon. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, just this uh, real, like, you know, good versus evil kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? You know, Robocop taking care of all these horrendous criminals that are, like, brutalizing cops and they're spreading drugs and everyone's corrupt and, and RoboCop is like the ultimate machine and like pulls off these unbelievable feats to save people. Like there's a woman who's about to be raped and RoboCop like shoots through her dress to the guy to like yeah. take him down, like all this stuff. Right. Um, this movie is something like, you know, I saw so many times as a kid, but didn't see it recently. Um, and it, it, it popped into my head and I was like, I haven't watched it in so long. How does it hold up? And dude, like now that I'm older and, and understand like what was going on during that, like real time frame, Yeah. And really like, um, understanding like what a international director, like outside of our country thought about America. (laughs) Like not only is it uh, like, you know, America's got a lot of scum in it. It's got a lot of corruption and stuff, but just some of the advertisements for stuff that they have on there is like just freaking hilarious. Cause a lot of it like rings true now, like just stupid products that you don't need (laughs) need, and and like all this stuff. So it's, you know, really telling about um, how these people felt about American society. And, you know, they're trying to make like a future Detroit that'll be crime free and, you know, no one will go hungry and stuff like that. And everyone, all the citizens believe in it. Right. And RoboCop is going to be the thing that makes it better. But the system is corrupt from the inside. Yeah. New Detroit is bullshit. It's just as bullshit as old Detroit. Yeah, like everyone's involved with the crimes. It's like it comes full circle. And even the guy who's in charge of the company, like he is absolutely 100% completely corrupt to the point where he kills his own employees because they... He just doesn't like yeah, him. He doesn't like him. You know, yeah. these guys don't like their old man boss, and he finds out about it when they're taking a whiz in the bathroom, and he's like, "I'm going to have you killed." Yeah. Who am I going to have you killed by? Only by the most ruthless cop killers in Detroit that eh, we're good friends with. Yeah. We know each other on a first name basis. Crazy, crazy stuff, and. Um, the whole being of RoboCop is, you know, he's a transfer, right? Mm-hmm. Comes in first day and goes to this warehouse to investigate some sort of smuggling or drug running going on and is brutally, brutally killed. Yeah. And I must, they must have censored this because, as you know, RoboCop was actually rated X. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew it was like an NC-17X yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, like I had no idea. And, and I watched like the, the unrated version and they do not hold anything back. No. I mean, they shoot the crap out of RoboCop before he becomes RoboCop 
oh, yeah. for a long, for a long time. Long time. And there's blood spurting out everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is a bloody freaking movie. Oh, yeah. That's like the one thing that stands out is that yeah. opening scene where he just gets like, brutally murdered. And it was like, well, holy shit. Yeah. Blood spurting, yeah. everything. But another good story, another great ending. And again, that, uh, you know, America's corrupt is holy hell. Right. And, you know, Robocop ends up leaving at the end and, you know, he's going to go protect the citizens of Detroit. And you get two sequels after that, that uh, they they made them into kitty films. Yeah. Is what they did. Right. You know, they licensed the hell out of it and it didn't really come in. Got to make those action figures. Yeah, exactly. He's got to help Sting and WCW. Yeah. In his, uh, you know, parachute pants. Yeah. <laughs> Not good, but I love RoboCop, yeah, man. And it, it, it stands up there as one of the top ones for sure. What yeah. about you? I, I'm just going to go ahead and say 1987 <laughs> was the best year ever. It's the year I was born, so it's not a shocking yeah. thing. Uh, but honestly, what stands out to me from RoboCop is like the big when he gets killed. Yeah. I mean, before he becomes RoboCop. I remember watching that being like, holy shit <laughs> like i'm like like okay i mean like i understand they're gonna build him into a robot here but like you could have like toned that down maybe a tad bit yeah uh and then he has a lot of pretty witty one-liners yeah. in robocop and it's, it's just such a good movie like you said it spawned many many sequels one of my fondest memories i think i, I just said it was when he came out to help sting surfer sting <laughs> in WCW. Uh, and I don't know. It was just a good movie. It's a great concept. Um, I love the whole futuristic company takes, you know, something that's broken and makes it fix it to kind of make it like a super, superhuman thing. Um, it was just good. I, I like that one. I don't know if it'd be in my top three, Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. So there you go, guys. Yes. Our top three. 80s action flicks. Cool. We'll do another one of these in a year. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll change. Yeah, it'll it. be they'll be completely. Different. It'll be completely different, and we yeah. can do that. Yeah, this yeah. is our show. Because we'll so. do what we want. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed yeah. the episode. And if you haven't subscribed to us yet, I mean, you're listening to us right now. You really need to subscribe to us. Yes. We are available on every podcast feed, yes. imaginable, including. Exclusive news. Breaking news. news. We're available on Amazon Podcast. Yeah. Amazon just launched the service. Um, I was informed a couple months ago that they were launching it. I submitted the podcast. We're on there. Sweet. So if you got uh, Amazon Prime, uh, you get. Uh, access to those podcasts including your pa- including your music package and your free two day shipping and all that stuff so sweet you can check us out there you can check us out on Overcast we are on iTunes Spotify we are also on Spotify and we are so 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 close to finally getting our cover art yeah on every it's platform it's on iTunes now. Yeah, it's yeah. Fi- it finally updated for me. For yeah. you, you always had it, but yeah, for I, me, it was I updated for a long time on iTunes. Mine just finally switched over, and on the official podcast uh, section of Apple Music, it finally changed over. Cool. Spotify, I put a ticket in. They're like, "Oh, we'll do this thing. It'll update it." It hasn't changed yet. Yeah. So I, I got to reply back to them. They're like, "You know, dudes, what's going on?" Because I've changed everything under yeah. the sun. 
Um, but subscribe to our podcast. Um, obviously, follow our, our Facebook page. But if you're on Instagram, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where it's at. Uh, we got over 300 followers. We're giving away free download codes. We're interacting with folks. Yeah. Um, we're giving shout outs to the artists who totally, totally deserve it. Oh, absolutely. And uh, hopefully, next episode, we are actually going to have an exclusive yeah. interview with one of those artists uh, that we like. We'll, we'll, uh, We'll keep people in suspense. Yeah, we'll keep them in suspense. But uh, it ties into one of the movies we talked about. Yep. So, you know, was it in our top three? Was it in the beginning? I don't know. I'm not going to rewind and listen. (laughs) Don't throw yourself off a building to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you that hint. Yeah. Which that could be in any of the 80s action movies (laughs) we talked about. No, it's not Robocop. No, it's not Robocop. (laughs) Um. Yeah, and we got a lot of cool things. We're doing our oh yeah, we're doing our song of the day, which is very popular actually. People seem to like that a lot. Uh and we just like supporting people on Instagram, whether it's music, art, it's the synth family is pretty cool to be a part of it. So Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and download. We have our playlist on Spotify, the Synthletic Logic Podcast. Any of the songs you hear on our episodes or any of the songs you see on our Instagram and Facebook as songs that they are on there. So go ahead, download, give it a like, and uh, we'll keep the good tunes coming. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. So, man, it was. I like being in person. It's so awesome having you in person, yeah. just being able to go bam, so bam, back and forth. Uh, it, and it sounds amazing, too. Granted, we've improved our setup. Yes. Our remote setup extensively um you got some new hardware got with more you new hardware here folks yeah so you're truly truly gonna be rocking it soon yeah. but uh, uh you got to come back to the studio more man absolutely hopefully we'll hopefully uh we'll move up here yep that's the goal right it sounds good yeah that sounds good well sir i will see you on saturday for absolutely bachelor party a mania and we might survive we'll survive another great 80s movie by the way bachelor party tom hanks there you go there will not be a donkey there i don't think no donkey i'm not in the group chat so who knows yeah <laughs> all i, I will like say is people will look at us and say they live they live <laughs> we came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm almost out of bubble gum absolutely well thanks for listening folks and until next time i'm mike murtis i am nikos cosmopolis take it easy Bye-bye. bye bye